It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So now Posey ranges away and throws it so high. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You guys always showed me love. My family and I appreciate it so much. Uh, you guys are the best. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. I don't have one negative thing to say about Gabe Kapler, not just as a person, but from a professional standpoint. During his time with us, for me, he's one of the, you know, I find he's thoughtful, he's creative, he's incredibly hardworking, he's loyal, he's diligent. He's really passionate about this game. He was passionate about the job that he had and did. And we obviously reached some really high highs during his his tenure here. And that's, I think, in a way what makes it so difficult for us to, to be here and have to turn the page on, on his tenure. And I've said this a couple times publicly, and to reiterate it, the thing that has been on my mind and on the mind of other people in this organization is you know, as a group, as a team, we played our worst baseball when it mattered the most. I know you guys have been working on figuring out why that happened, and, and there's a lot of questions for fans on, on why that happened. We have a lot of work to figure out why that happened. Farhan says goodbye, and I say hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Episode 77 coming at you here. Sam Lubman here, as always, with Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. We are recording this on Monday, October 2nd, just a few days after the Giants dismissed manager Gabe Kapler. First, though, this is episode 77. Shasky, did you know that on July 7th of this year, the Giants had a 77% chance of making the postseason? That was the day they had that doubleheader in Cincinnati where Camilo Duvall got two saves in one day. They won the first game four to two in 10 innings. And then they won the nightcap 11 to 10 in one of that those wild games there. They improved to 54 and 41 on the season. It would not get much better after that. They would then lose their next six games all on the road. They won about six games the rest of the year on the road after that road trip. And uh, it was last Tuesday when we saw those playoff hopes officially drop to zero. And then a few days later, you saw Gabe Kapler, of course, fired. And uh, for the sixth time in the last seven years and for the 20th time in the wildcard era, the Giants will be watching October baseball from home. If that's too depressing for for you, uh, 77, that's also Luke Jackson's number, the first player in Giants history to wear that number. Or if you want to get into a Warriors mode, that's uh, where Clay Thompson ranks on the all-time NBA list. So with all that said, 
Shasky, the Giants now need a new manager. Start things off. Where were you when you found out that Gabe Kapler got fired? I was on the golf course up at Lake Tahoe, and I was just about to tee off. And I'm with a bunch of my buddies from the O Club softball team who are all diehard Giants fans for the most part. And it was kind of shock. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people celebrating, not going to lie. But most people were like, wait a minute. Does this mean Farhan gets to hire someone else? Right? Like, <laughs> like I, I it went know, so we, well the last time. <laughs> right. And of course, my brain started going, wow, I, I honestly couldn't believe that they wouldn't let him finish the season out. Something more must have been there. Either Gabe said, Hey, if you know you're gonna fire me, get rid of me now, or it was so bad that they had to get rid of him. Like it couldn't go a couple more days. I, I don't know. The whole thing, I'm being serious. I am shocked he got fired because in my estimation, it was either him and Farhan are both coming back or they're both gone. Now, maybe yeah. they dropped the other shoe and, and Farhan's out of here, but I was shocked. Where were you? So I had actually just woken up from my nap because oh. uh, I tried to get a little quick nap in before heading to the ballpark for what I thought was just going to be another ho-hum Giants-Dodgers series. And uh, so I woke up and I have all the notifications on my phone. It's like, oh, what happened? Gabe Kapler got fired. Oh, okay. Guess that's. You kind of figured it might be happening. I was also kind of surprised that it happened uh, before that last weekend series. Uh, so, you know, I get in the tub, jumping in the shower, getting ready to go to the game. And I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder what that means for the pregame uh, process. Because obviously, you know, Gabe Kapler, he meets with the media, uh, you know, several hours before each game. And so I was like, I wonder how they're going to do that this time. So I go, I get out of the shower, I check the press release. This was at about three o'clock. It says Farhan Zaidi will be available in the dugout at 3.30. And, uh, that was the fastest I think I ever got door to door from my apartment here in Oakland to the Giants dugout. Had to break a few speeding rules in the process. Uh, but that's how I found out. And then I had to get down there and, and yeah, listen to uh, Farhan's presser, which you heard the beginning of right there. I'll be honest, Shasky. Yeah, I I don't think I was shocked per se. I mean, I kind of felt like the writing was on the wall. We heard uh, Farhan. He went on one of the other radio stations here in, in the Bay Area on two, on a Thursday. And I was listening to that interview and he was asking, you know, what's the deal with Gabe Kapler? And he hit, he responded with the old, we need to reevaluate the entire organization answer. And when I heard that answer, it's like, oh, he is G-O-N-E gone. And uh, I think when you, when you say, you know, why couldn't he finish out the season? Uh, Susan Slusser, who does an excellent job covering the Giants for the San Francisco Chronicle, she put out a tweet that I kind of agree with. You know, the, 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 notion, the idea was, you know, they're going to let Gabe Kapler go now to avoid having to have him face, you know, all the questions about his job security that he would probably have gotten this last weekend. I mean, once that interview went out on Thursday, it felt like the writing wasn't so much on the wall, but, you know, plastered across the sky. And so it was no way if, if Gabe Kapler was going to answer questions before Friday's game, every question was going to be some form of, are you going to be back next year? Do you think you should be back next year? Are you going to get fired? And rather than make him face that <clears throat> firing squad, so to speak, it probably just makes more sense just to like cut bait now and not have him manage that that final series because uh, it's just like why, why bother at that point? Uh, very curious choice. You, to, wait, wait, uh, I want to stop you right here. Yeah, and I'm not taking umbrage. I'm asking sincerely. Mm-hmm. You really think Gabe Kapler let down the Giants organization? You think Gabe Kapler was the reason the Giants didn't make the playoffs in three out of the last four years? No, it's it's kind of hard to peg this on Gabe. Really, it this does feel like a scapegoating and. We did. Uh, there was, you know, we the, the the group of us. We did go into the clubhouse after we talked with Farhan, and the first player we talked with uh, as a group was Logan Webb. 
And obviously he's been kind of vocal about wanting to see changes made. And we asked him, you know, you said you wanted to see changes made, you know, this is a big change. And he was saying like, yeah, you know, I, I want to see change, but not like this. So I think you could see, I, I think Logan was kind of surprised that Kapler's fired. There was kind of an, an, a feeling of shock in that clubhouse. I don't think that the players were really anticipating Gabe Kapler being fired, at least not that day. Uh, and the line that I heard a lot was, you know, they, the players, we, and Logan was speaking on behalf of the players, we let him down. That was the line that he said. Um, and I think it really goes to show I me, mean, we, we know that Kapler, you know, there wasn't really a whole thing about him losing the clubhouse. Obviously, he can't lose a clubhouse he never had, blah, blah, blah. But the whole, the report that he did have a good relationship with players, I do think there was some truth to that. And I felt like you really could kind of see it in how some of these players were reacting. But no, to, to answer your question there, Shasky, no, to, to say that Gabe Kapler was the reason why the Giants were not in the playoffs this year, to say that Gabe Kapler was the reason why they went from a 70% chance of making the playoffs back on July 7th to watching the playoffs from home here on October 2nd. No, that that does not feel like it was accurate. And it feels like, yeah, Gabe Kapler was absolutely scapegoated for what was really a, a group effort in this disappointing season. L- l- let me read you the 15 highest paid players on the 2023 Giants in a row, in a row. Jock Peterson, highest paid player, 19 million, almost 20. Conforto, Crawford, Alex Wood, Manaya, Stripling, Taylor Rogers, Wilmer Flores, making six and a half million. Mike Yastrzemski, Logan Webb, Austin Slater, Luke Jackson, John Brebbia, Tyro Estrada, Tyler Rogers. Name me a guy in the history of Major League Baseball. John McGraw, Joe Torre, who I think sucked outside of his Yankee tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Roberts, Bruce Bochy in his prime, Roger Craig, Dusty Baker, Bobby Cox. Pick whoever you want. Name me a guy in the history of the game who's winning 85 games with those top 15 players. No, it's Gabe was kind of sent out there basically with – he was not given the correct tools to succeed with this roster. And we'll, we'll get to why that was in a second. But yeah, I think that's absolutely fair to say. We, when you have a roster that is this just blah, you almost kind of look at the job that Gabe Kapler did. And it's like, dude, you kind of well, did me, pretty good. Let me get into that. Okay, yeah. so I listed off the 15 guys who are the highest paid players on the team. If I told you at the beginning of the year, J.D. Davis will have a career year. Lamont Wade Jr. will have a career year. Now, these are guys that I don't think that highly of heading into the year, but they had career years. Tyro Estrada, career year. Camilla Duvall, career year. Logan Webb, though he didn't have a career year, he pitched so much better than what the numbers are. Young votes this year. Okay. Alex uh, Cobb, Cobb. damn near a career year. All right. Now, Patrick Bailey, to this point, career year. He's only played one year. Best year of his career. That is true. Who let who down? The guy creating the roster and filling the cupboard or the guy making the most out of the least? You gave the guy tuna helper and he basically put out a London broil steak, but you expected filet mignon. I blame the grocery shopper who got me tuna helper and was demanding me to turn water into wine like Gabe Kapler was Jesus. And here's the other thing. Do I think that Gabe Kapler is the greatest manager on the planet? No, I do not. Mm. Okay. I disagree with his baseball principles and philosophies. But guess what? His baseball principles and philosophies come directly from Farhan, and they're in unison. So if you reject Gabe's baseball principles and philosophies, you're rejecting Farhan, correct? 
No, I don't think you're that off base at all. And that, I, I absolutely agree with that because, yeah, Gabe Kapler and Farhan Zaidi, we all know that they were very buddy-buddy. Farhan expended a lot of goodwill uh, very early in his tenure when he went out and hired Gabe Kapler. That was, you know, you talk about some of the all-time press conferences in Bay Area history. You got, you know, Al Davis firing Lane Kiffin. You got Jim Tom Sula sweating and stumbling his way through his introductory press conference. And then you got Gabe Kapler facing a veritable firing squad, the second time I've used firing squad, uh, on in his own introductory press conference for issues that happen not even with Philadelphia, but with his mishandling of a sexual assault case in loss and, and while he was with the Dodgers. So right off the bat, this was a hire that was very scrutinized and, and not super popular no. when it was happened. And Farhan kind of hitched his wagon to that. He They had to know the risk that was coming here. I'll say this, when it came to you know managing that risk or just kind of maybe like downplaying that risk or, or, or maybe just kind of assuaging that risk, I would say Gabe Kapler did a far better job of, you know, doing that than than Farhan Zaidi did. For as nervous as we were about what Gabe Kapler would be like when he got here, overall, I would give him positive marks. I mean, yes, the Giants were not as good, I think, as we would have expected. But again, considering the the what he had to work with, he did do a very good job. The one pushback I will give there, Shasky, though, in terms of, you know, Gabe, he he didn't have the right tools to succeed. When he was in Philadelphia, he had arguably a bit of a better roster then than he did here now with the Giants, and he was still a 500 manager. It could very well be that's just kind of what Gabe Kapler is. He's he's an, oh, he's a good average manager, maybe not the kind of manager that can elevate a team above its performance 2021 nonwithstanding. That's probably the only knock I would give there. Uh, but as you said, he's not the greatest manager. I do think he he's a young manager. He's still building up as a manager. Will he be done managing? I don't know. Maybe he'll be a coach somewhere. Uh, I would bet on this not being the end of Gabe Kapler. Uh, but if you were to look back on it, uh, but isn't it isn't it ironic they moved off of a gut clubhouse guy in Bruce Bochy? And the reason they're firing Gabe Kapler is because of the gut and because of the, the clubhouse. Like, there's an irony there. And they kept mm-hmm. telling me from the front office, we're smarter than you. And and players don't matter. Chemistry doesn't matter. It's about analytics. And this guy is going to hit against that guy. And he's going to produce X, Y, and Z. And then come to find out you're firing a guy for the exact opposite of what you told me you're going to do. Like, hello? Yeah. Like, hello? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, it, it makes sense because honestly, it's like, here's the thing. This is one thing about, about fans, especially intelligent fans like Giants fans, is that the bullshit meter is is very sensitive. You, it's very hard to BS Giants fans. We have seen a lot of really good baseball. We have seen a lot of really smart baseball over the years, not just from the Bruce Bochy, Brian Sabian era. Go back to when Dusty was running this team. Go back to the Roger Craig era. Go back all the way into the 70s. We had Charlie Fox or even into the 60s. There are a lot of Giants fans that have been seasoned to see a lot of really good, smart baseball. You cannot pull one over our eyes. So when you're going to go and try and trot far have Gabe trot these lineups out make him follow these directions and then fire him for basically following your orders that did not go well Giants fans are not going to buy that and that is why yeah I mean did Gabe Kapler not do the job good enough no one's disputing that to say that he is the reason and we'll see kind of how what other changes happen in the in the coming days my guess is you're gonna see a lot of overhaul with the coaching staff um, so there's, there's some blame that's going to lie there. I do want to get into Farhan Zaidi a little bit because, yeah, a, a lot of this does absolutely fall onto his shoulders. Uh, looking back, though, just with Gabe Cap, or when you see the Giants firing a manager in the middle of the year, this is the first time this has been done since 1985. 
That was in the middle of a 100-loss season, the only 100-loss season in this franchise's history when the Giants fired Jim Davenport and replaced him with Roger Craig. This is a big deal to see the Giants fire a manager in season. This is an organization that prides itself on stability. It's an organization that prides itself on being one of the pillar organizations in baseball. When's the last time you saw teams like the Dodgers or the Yankees firing managers in season? It does not happen very often for those kind of organizations because those organizations are run in such a way that they're able to avo- avoid such embarrassments. So but- when you saw that happen, Shasky, what does that really say about just the current state of the Giants right now? It told me that Farhan was throwing Gabe Kapler under the bus and not accepting culpability. That's what it told me. It told me he's a coward. Mm-hmm. Straight up. I think he's a coward. I think he should have walked into that dugout and said, this is all on me. I put together a bad roster. We dictated the openers. We dictated subbing mm-hmm. and platooning and all those things coming from above. And we were all in lockstep. And I fell short. Now, I can't fire myself, so I'm going to get another opportunity here. But we needed to get rid of somebody to show that we were serious, and it couldn't be me, and it had to be him. Now, I know you can't say that out loud. Believe me, I'm realistic. But let's be let's no, be. No, but we all know what if was going on. If I were to tell there. you right now, pie chart of culpability, Gabe Kapler is a slice of the pie. It is not the majority of the pie. The majority oh, no. of the pie is the roster. It's the roster, okay? Mm-hmm. You are closer I don't care what the standings say. You're 20 games out of the Rockies and 20 games out of the Dodgers. You're closer to the Rockies than you are the Dodgers. Who are you kidding? We're one of the pillar organizations in baseball. No, you are not. Who the, what stable organization is giving Sean Manaya, Michael Conforto, Mitch Haniger, Ross Stripling, 17 plus million dollars a year? Yeah, it's just... Not a good one, that's for sure. Before I do want to move I'm on. I'm sorry. Look, I'm just. I'm just, sorry. Like I want to get into like this is where having an owner with a backbone and credibility. You think Joe Lakeup is letting Farhan throw Gabe under the bus without taking away some of his power? You think the, I went to management? I said this is what we need to do. That's basically what Farhan said. You think? You think? Okay, Joe Lakeup is doing. You think Jed? Is letting that happen as bad as Jed has been. At least Jed had a backbone and realized Trent Balky, get out of here. Get out of here. You do not, you do not get a third chance to get a manager. You inherited Bruce Bochy. You ran him out of town. You brought in Gabe Kapler, shoved him down our throats when we rejected him from day one. And now you get a third chance to find another coach. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, as some might say, it's a shame. It's embarrassing. And that's basically where the Giants are at. Yeah, it is. It is a shameful day for the Giants to be in this situation. This is a very proud organization. And I'm sitting there. I, I'm sitting there at the ballpark on Friday. I was kind of stunned. I was very saddened that this team that I love that I've loved since I was seven years old. I know you have been them. reduced to this. And I'm not saying, you know, like it just i felt the most disconnected from the giants that i ever have as a fan now that's not this like i'm still gonna be a fan i'm still gonna show up to games all that stuff but for the first time in i think my life i'm looking at this team and just like i don't recognize it and it's just it's very very unfortunate what we're in and it's just it's a shame they had to go like this and before we get out i do just one last word on gabe kapler is that I'm a person, if you're a good person, I do want you to find success in this world. I do believe that Gabe Kapler was indeed a good human being. Okay, I know you're a lot there. Of people, this a lot is of important. People have- One second, Sam. This is important. You go to how many games? How many times have you been in that dugout, in that clubhouse? Quite a bit. I, I don't know the, the, the number off the top of my 70? head. 70? 65 yeah. times this year? Yeah, probably closer to 40. Okay, so you have a good feel. Continue with what you're saying. I, I, I want this to resonate. 
Yeah, no. So basically, my my old view on Gabe Kaplan. I know a lot of people don't really want to buy his his facade or the persona he puts off. I'll say this: this was my first like full full year kind of doing the Giants consistently. I had the full credential this year. Last year, I was kind of date. You know, I had the single games, but I was more kind of entrenched in the in the day to day beat this year. Not as much the beat writers, but enough to where. I really appreciated the the manner in which Gabe Kapler d- talked with us every day. Uh, he was always very kind, very courteous. He always worked very hard to make sure that he was answering the questions as best as he could. And I always respected that about him. Uh, I, I never felt like he was ever looking down on me. And he just I always felt that he kind of respected the work we were doing and we respected him back. And I had a chance this morning. I shot him a quick text just being like, hey, you know, I'm sorry things didn't work out the way they did. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, showing the respect and, and for coming on the morning roast when he did. And he got back to me very quickly. He said, you know, Sam, that's very thoughtful. Um, thank you very much. He wants to stay in touch and he's on to the next thing. Um, also, a little bit of uh, sort of breaking news. Uh, he does plan to unveil his pick for best burger in San Francisco in the next few days. So make sure you're locked in on his Instagram for that one. But that's kind of the kind of guy Gabe is. Even in the low moments, he can still rise and do the respectable thing there. This cannot be a fun, easy time for him. And you know what? He's he's handling it with the professionalism at, with which he approached that job every day. Is he the best manager? Probably not. It, but I will absolutely respect Gabe Kapler as a human being. And to me, that's going to be my legacy of Gabe Kapler. Good guy, not a good enough coach. You know what mine's going to be? Hmm. A guy that desperately tried to be something that he wasn't, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I felt like Gabe was always slightly uncomfortable. And I feel like whatever happened in Philadelphia, he carried it over into San Francisco and he desperately wanted to be liked. And I just never felt like he was comfortable being himself. That's just my particular yeah. opinion, you know, and I don't know. The being like thing, the being like thing, you, 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 that's an interesting thing you say. Cause I always remember that Ranger series uh, that Friday night, the giants got bodied by the Rangers. Bruce Bochy is getting standing ovations. And in the post game, usually after a loss, you know, Gabe, Gabe was very good at staying even keeled. And usually after losses, he's still like, I want to say he was upbeat, but he was very stoic, very measured. Like, yes, we lost, but we'll still bounce back the next day. You could see in his eyes something shifted. Something wasn't right about him. And it almost seemed like when he saw the love that Bruce Bochy was getting, it kind of hit home for him. Like, I'm not going to get that. Whether he was kind of painted in an unfair light, I personally think he was kind of painted in an unfair light when he got here. It was the most Um, difficult task ever to replace Bochy. Oh, absolutely. You never want to be the guy who replaces the guy. Yeah, but hence why they should have realized from day one, whoever that hire was, you better win the press conference to start with. Like, I always thought he never really had a shot, though, because well, it was like I remember when when Gabe Kaplan, when the interviews right. were happening, you're like, probably right. You talk about, you know, the ink wasn't dry on the contract. Shasky, the contract hadn't even been written up and you already had hit pieces coming out on him. I remember, you know, certain writers, I don't want to name names, but certain writers were already railing on just the notion of the Giants going after Gabe Kapler like. He really came in truly behind the eight ball. And I feel that the 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 attitude that was put out about Gabe Kapler before he even got here set him back in a way that he really never had a chance to recover. Fans already love Bruce Bochy a lot. It was you already had that Herculean task of having to replace Bruce Bochy. 
But when you're coming in and you already have the firing squad out for you, three times I've mentioned firing squad, you already have that going out after you, you already have these writers trying to bury you before you've even done your you know opening statement. That is really hard to come back from under the best of circumstances, which Gabe Kapler certainly did not have. So I do think Kapler kind of got a bit of bad luck here uh, in terms of just kind of the, the hand that he was dealt. He had some really kind of crappy lemons. He made some passable lemonade with them. That's kind of going to be my legacy. And I, I truly do wish the best for him going forward. I hope he lands on his feet somewhere. I hope this isn't the last time that we see him managing. And one thing I'll say about Gabe Kapler, he does learn from his mistakes. I'll always remember uh, back in 2019, I went to the season ticket holder event where him and Farhan were going to speak to certain season ticket holders. And I went up to him and I, you know, side to side, I talked to him, you know, what happened on opening day with Aaron Nola? Like you, you screw that up. Like how did, I didn't say you screwed that up, but like what happened on that day? And he was very thorough in explaining where he screwed up, how he learned from it and how he builds on that. I came away from that conversation with him thinking, you know what? I'm going to give this guy a legitimate chance to, either prove that he can do this job or I'm going to give him a legitimate chance to screw up and show why he shouldn't do that. I don't think he ever truly screwed up per se, but he just didn't do a good enough job. And, and that's just kind of where things are at. 